probably like, yeah, we would send a good game over there, but the advertising money of keeping it here and putting that game on, say, like Sunday Night Football is worth so much more money than anything else ever could be. That's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, that's what I, I'm thinking, too. I don't know. That would be. Um, I don't know either, man. Like it's there's it's got to, the reason has to be financial. Like it has course, to. It always is. We know literal, this, right? Literally, welcome to Earth. Yep. <laughs> the so, reason is financial. Yeah. Because it's not I like it's a one-off agree. thing, right? It's it's an all-the-time thing. So. Like you want to fe- be like a fever big. dream, be some fucking like Truman Show shit. I'll tell you what, if we if we ever make money from the show, we'll like siphon a little bit. We'll build an account, and over like years and stuff, as it goes by, it'll build, and then one day we'll just do like one ridiculous ad buy, like one thirty second spot, like on like one like a major event, just put like a huge chunk into it, and just have it be like the most ridiculous one time only commercial ever. It'd be amazing be amazing it's just like homeless guys running through grocery stores rubbing their nipples screaming listen to the podcast <laughs> we got some time to iron out the details i think but um yo these john gruden emails coming out Oh, thank you. Look at that. I got water delivery. Can you shut that light off? Appreciate it, sure doll. Tip, please, please tip your driver. Show me your tits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's twelve forty-seven p.m. here, Sunday, October seventeenth, twenty twenty-one. Welcome back to episode fifty-four of the Fucking A Podcast. My name is Scooter, the erogenous hot dog, and this is Skeeter, the elongated balloon knot. He's doing a pod. You spelling me? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> you, you catch you continue to catch me off guard with these i can never start this show naturally oh i'm good goal man achieved, goal I'm, I'm good thank you for thank you for joining us uh for this comedy podcast in canada's canada's funniest podcast i think um but that doesn't mean that we can only be that we're only for canada we're maple made globally enjoyed i was about to say we're fucking punjabi a next coming up this is this is india's podcast that's true we are we're popular amongst robots of all nationalities around the world (laughs) coast to coast all around the globe uh yeah thank you for joining us dan matt fucking a episode 54 um matt what uh what's been going on how was your last week been I told you this pregame. You shouldn't ask me this question. My well, my last week was pretty pretty tame, my friend. Pretty fucking tame. It's okay. 
I just that's I've been, okay. I've been crushing Diablo too. They came out with a remaster. I'm I'm just okay. I'm, I'm just ricking that after work every day. All right, all right, that still counts. Like I it, I knew that you would start slow because that that was the theme. This episode was to, was to slow it slow down. Slow it down. Slow it down. We're bringing ourselves. We're bringing ourselves down a slow level. Slow it down. down this is that so, fucking king of the dodge shit. Say a line really fast, and they go, "Wait, slow it." down fuck those were good videos those, the, uh, how many hours of our how much of our education did we waste watching freestyle rap battle videos on youtube for like four straight hours it's high as fuck You're like yo this carter deems guy is hilarious he looks like shaggy from scooby-doo but he raps <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, were we just living vicariously i think I imagining think so. we had those sort of freestyle dreams i'm always living vicariously man like i see people with king of the dot hats all the time in the city really not all the time but every once in a while yeah i actually do mm. see them fresh merch people plugged in bro Buying game recognized game game recognized game uh, i have a poll that i found just before the start of the show here i'm going to share with you this is from a it's from a guy named john della volpe who i guess works with harvard he's a pollster but I want to read you a couple stats because these are these are interesting ones for me. So um, 1,700 Americans were surveyed to the question, I'm addicted to blank. I can't stop if I tried. Social media, all respondents, 28% said they are addicted to all social media. They cannot stop if they tried. Generation Z, 42% of them. That's the same lie. goes it's for Facebook. Higher. It's probably higher. Okay. 42% say they can't quit social media or Facebook if they tried. 31% say Instagram can't quit it if I tried in Gen Z. 30% overall, just about for the general population. So this one is, in three people can't get away from this shit. So this is self-admittance though, right? This is people that identify like I have a problem. This isn't somebody else telling them because that so number's got to be higher. You're, you're right. Because these are the people who are willing to admit it to themselves. And you know, there's got to be a runoff of more who just can't, who are like, oh, I can quit. I can quit anytime I want. I could quit anytime. I Don't you fucking tell me. Or I'm not addicted. Meanwhile, you, your screen time on Instagram alone is four and a half hours a day. Like mm -hmm. you are, you're addicted. This is what it is, right? Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. I'm not hating. Yeah. I'm not hating. I'm just saying, like, let's, let's call a spade a spade, right? To the question, life was better before blank social media. Of all respondents, 64% say that life was better before it. Nah, nah. Two life thirds. Was, life was better when social media was only MySpace. Uh, life, okay. Life was better. Okay. We weren't all totally fucked on it, but like it was still enough that we could like play around and talk to people and, you know, have your top 53 friends. Fifty-three percent of Gen Z says life was better before social media, which is funny to me because none of exist. them were alive for that. <laughs> they didn't fucking exist. You've had Facebook since you were six. Like you've never seen anything. That just sounds like outside some, of this. Some depressed Gen Z viewpoint. Like life was better before everything. Before me, life sucks. Yeah. Woe is me. I'm sixteen. So 68% of non-Gen Zers say that life was better before social media. Yeah, these are guys that kids that had phones when they were fucking five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the most common words Generation Zers associate with after checking Facebook. Okay. Depressed, angry, alone. Damn. 
Get off Facebook, kids. Stick on Instagram where you just compare yourself to people that are way more attractive than you have way more fucking money. I feel blank after checking social media. It's unbelievable. Uh, Generation Z is 54% safe informed. Excuse me? I don't know, man. 54% say informed after checking social media. 44% of Generation Zers say fulfilled. What? What? I don't get anything like that when I go on there. 31% say depressed. 38% say alone. 27% say anxious. 35% say missing out. Only 35% say missing out. That to mm. me is that's what it's for. That's another people. That's people just don't want to admit that they have the FOMO. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to look at all my friends having fun without me. <laughs> just going to look at their highlight reels while I lay here in my underwear in the cold dark by myself. <laughs> wow. My life sucks. <laughs> yeah. And this one person I, I knew for four weeks in college is currently in Jamaica, like sunning on the beach. And that's the thing, dude. Like, I've, man, my girl said this to me too. Like, a bunch of people just the other night, she was at a, a birthday party, like a, like a girls' night thing. And a bunch of people were like, oh my God, like, I see your social media with you and your boyfriend. You guys have the most like interesting life. And I'm like, so you're doing a good job with your gram. Yeah, on occasions, we do some cool ass shit for sure. But like Monday to Friday, man, like I'm just going to work and coming home like a. a, Yeah, nothing beats a good 10 picture slideshow of your recent vacation. I mean, that's that's top tier gram content right there. Absolutely. You guys, you have it all, too. And I know because I did it. I did it when I went to Chicago and all that. Right. You got you got the close up selfies in front of the landmarks. You got, you know, <laughs> crowd shots. You got a few landscapes. You got a whole lot going there. Full 10 <laughs> slides. You're the highlights from the recent trip. To love. You nailed it, dog. Nailed it. People are jealous of your Graham game. The most photos I took was of the concert and they're all awful photos. So I was like, <laughs> it's like, what the, a waste. The wide shot of the crowd was you need a you need a much better camera for that shot, I think. Well, if I zoomed into fucking the stage, it was way worse. So I'm like, all like right, three pixels wide of this just shows like, I was I was at a concert. Ah, I feel you. I feel you. You know what I mean? I got to let people know. So are you feeling good about your social media now? Does this does this does this poll change your opinion at all? No, because it, it's exactly what I'm expecting is that people are underreporting how like actually sad it makes them and like what what they get out of it. Don't get me wrong. Like there's obviously joy to be had and you can follow some cool stuff and see some awesome shit. But for the most part, I think it's a net negative. People just don't want okay. to admit that. And I think those people in Gen Z are too young to be able to fully introspectively admit that. So we're getting we're getting a tap onto the onto the general sentiment that that's going on amongst amongst people in this, right? So mm-hmm. social media users recognize that it has net negative effects on politics, the media, the country, and how we think of ourselves. This next one verifies that thing we were talking about a few weeks ago. One in three Gen Zers say that Instagram negatively impacts their own body image, which I believe was the same number we mentioned that Facebook one a few weeks ago too. Yep. Two thirds of social media users support government regulation of social media in order to protect children. And that is a 75, 68 support across both parties in America. So that is actually something that people agree on across the political spectrum is is regulating social media. 80% believe that there should be some penalty for Mark Zuckerberg and others who are well aware of this information that the whistleblower in that leak we talked about a few weeks ago reported, um, but refused to do anything about it. 
30% believe that he should be criminally prosecuted. Him alone? I mean, that's the thing about nah. that. Him alone? He's not the only decision maker. You would have to financially penalize Facebook, probably. Oh, I would how say. much? It's like it's like but, when they sanction a bank. They're like, exactly. That's a billion dollar fine. They're like, here you go. Here's a billy. Fuck off. Yeah, their lawyers fight over it. But in retrospect, it's really just like, fuck, here's a billy. Just yeah, pretty much. Just got to answer the shareholders. You know what I'm saying? That's that's gotta pretty much it. Got to pay the tax, man. Oh, boy. Yo, have you I don't know if I'm the only one that's like this, but have you come to the point with certain foods and shit like that, that you just come to the realization that like you like the bad versions of food and that you don't have any fucking class? Like in what sense? Okay, here's an example. Caesar salad dressing. All right. Mm -hmm. If you buy anything but Renee's at home, I'm not eating it. It's trash. Renee's is the good stuff, right? Renee's is the cat's ass. Yeah, Renee's is actually dog shit, bro. Just I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it's like read the label dog shit like no, but like in an actual what is Caesar salad dressing? Renee's is dog shit. It's garbage, bro. But I fucking explain explain. Okay, I'll explain it to you. Well, why is it garbage? Why is it dog shit? Why? Why? Why are you throwing a fucking suplex on Renee's here? Go to a restaurant. Okay, go to it. Not at Eastside Mary's like a a good restaurant. Right. When you get a Caesar salad dressing, I know it's good when I fucking order it and I like have to question whether or not I like Caesar salad dressing or not. Because motherfuckers come out, they give you like anchovy paste spread, some other shit that's in there. You ever seen it actually mixed up? It's got a different taste, bro. That shit's like tart. It's got a little other stuff. That's the good stuff. And then I'm at home fucking clobbering up the plastic like pizza pizza consistency fucking shit, putting that in my salad, loving it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I've come to this realization with certain things where it's like, I just like the shit version of stuff. And I'm I guess I'm all right with that. Yeah, that's because you probably like you've probably got like a physical chemical dependency on the shit that's in these things. Like, (laughs) like, I want I want those long ingredients lists with all those preservatives and shit. Mm. Like, give me that thick fucking gross, like colon cancer causing mm, a Caesar salad that shit up three six polyethylene you know like mm, oh, you need some of that God in my crew damn just mm. oh delicious fuck i don't want i don't i don't eat anything that doesn't have at least three ingredients that have the letter x in them i have a sugar-free gatorade beside me that's probably got some of those words in the list Read, pick it up pick it up right now and and look see if there's anything at the bottom of the list what do you got uh ingredients, Gatorade ingredients zero ingredients. here we go no this is g2 this is half the sugar. okay g2 okay the first ingredient is water so i'm doing all right here good start good start uh, citric acid blah 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 blah. okay here we go now it starts getting there monopotassium phosphate sucralose mm. acesulfone how do you even say that acesulfone <laughs> potassium color <laughs> just color you, you want to drink some color yeah i don't get i've read that before a bunch of times it just says color what I'm is like, color is that a physical is, is color a tangible object you can hold if you're on LSD? <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you pass me that bag of color? <laughs> oh, fucking right. I can. No, I can't pass it. I'm tasting it. Sorry. <laughs> Just I'm changing busy. as it goes. I'm busy. All right. Uh, how, how are you a nostalgic person? Always. Actually, yes. I are am. you? Yeah, actually. Netflix has ordered a new show, a 10 episode series reprising Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp as their characters, Red and Kitty Foreman. 
Netflix is ordering that 90s show. It's a new age in Point Place, Wisconsin, my friend. I'm so disappointed by this. Feelings? Feelings, Feelings are... This? I remember... Okay, that's... First of all, that 70s show is an incredible fucking show. Anybody that hasn't watched that shit... Four slacking. seasons of it are, are okay. good. Okay, that's it. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Which is... Which, you know what? For, you know, that's... That's that's a moderate career that's for a lot good. of shows. Now they came out with the '80s show when we were kids, and that was dog shit. That was awful. Yeah, it, could, it lasted like two episodes or something, didn't it? Like, it didn't even like, yeah, it didn't even. Bombed. People were like, "No, nah, this is not good." Okay, so I'm automatically worried that the '90s show is going to be the same, but I'm even more so worried because the '90s hold a little more dear spot in my heart than the '80s because I actually grew up during them and I remember some of the shit. I'm worried, bro. I'm worried. I saw this and I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know, man. In the new series, it's now 1995, and Leia Foreman, oh, Star Wars name, Leia Foreman, daughter of Eric and Donna, is visiting her grandparents for the summer, where she bonds with a new generation of Point Place, Wisconsin kids under the watchful eye of Kitty and the stern glare of Red. Oh, so they're like grandparents now. Yeah. But they should be so like the- 20 years older. They were already old as fuck. So there's, there's, no characters returning except for the parents, as I understand it from here. And that's probably because like every one of the other actors is off doing other things like the guy, except for like the guy who plays Hyde because he's like a serial like drugging rapist in New York or something like that. Wait, hold on. Pause. Pause. Really? As I understand. Yeah. Danny Masterson is like a, a I think it's Danny. There's like three Masterson brothers. So I hope that's the right one. Yeah. He's like. He's like facing criminal charges for like drugging girls in New York. Yeah, he's not coming back. He got kicked off that show with Ashton Kutcher that they did that that cowboy ranch one or whatever the fuck it was. Oh, um, because he was doing that shit. Yeah, he got like indicted or something like that. Like the he's he's like literally facing real jail time. Um, Ashton Kutcher's like a Damn. tech investor now, and Mila Kunis is like, does she work still? Like I don't know. They're none of them seem to be around, but apparently, now you said. They got to be like 20 years older. Well, it's almost roughly been a little more than 20 years since the first show filmed and aired. So those actors actually. okay, yeah, yeah. they would be about 20 years older. So eh, continuity sake, it's there. Thoughts. Is this just continuing to ruin things? Is this just the endless out of ideas? Yeah, this is just trying to it's that next cycle of like just trying to get money out of an IP that's, you know, dead and dragged and old and people forgot about. And now we're want, a little bit older. It's been long enough that they're like, you could bring it back. Less remakes, more squid games. You know, yeah, how man. about that squid game show where it's it's 1995 in Point Place, Wisconsin. And I actually haven't seen squid game. So you're going to have to help finish the job. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> what are you doing? Dude? What, they uh, they all shit. kill each other. It's just Hunger Games. Like it's like a Korean nah, it's not. Games, it's it's it? It, no. Like first of all, Japanese Hunger Games is the original Hunger Games Battle Royale. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're right. Fuck. We actually so, we watched that in college. So much like everything else, they're just they make a white version of it, and people over here are like, yes. "Oh yeah, sick dude. Have you seen the Hunger Games?" So you know, there's gonna be a white version of Squid Games that comes out. I think I've seen that on Twitter a bunch, and people are like, "Yeah, don't ruin this white people." And like, no, they can't. They, uh, it's it's too big. I feel like Squid Game is too big in in white countries right now. Like the cultural zeitgeist of it is too big over here. That how could you remake it now? People over here have already all seen it. It's right? good though. Watch it. Watch it. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to ruin too. Much I don't know. It. I've seen all the memes, and it doesn't make any sense to me on on the own on its own. So now I 
I'm like, Good. I still watch it and I figure had parts, it out. I had parts of the show ruined because of memes. It's like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Stupid. I'm sure I'm sure things have been ruined for me, but I don't understand the meme. So I'm like, I don't know what's being ruined for me yet. Like time out as well, too. Yo, people on the meme game, when a new show like that comes out, can we give a buffer of a couple fucking weeks no. or something? Like ain't no buffer in the content game, homie. The show been out for this like a two hustle. fucking days, and I'd already seen like a giant spoiler off like a meme photo that people are like, ha ha, that broke my heart when that happened. I'm like, man. Fuck out of here with that shit. The scene comes up like nice. I know how this whole. I just know there's like something about an old man hiding or something like that. That's all I got. Again, like uh, just. just That's all I got. That's all I got. I don't know. Just watch it. Just out of context. Good. It's really good context. Um, it's it's one of those shows that like the premise is good, but everything else is good too. Like the camera works fucking phenomenal. Like the dialogue's pretty fucking good. Watch it in Korean. Don't watch it in the English dub. Oh no, I do. I'm 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 totally. I am absolutely 100 fine with subtitles. Like. And shout out Korea's South Korea's media, like like their movies and TV Bomb. fucking seriously good, man. This is good. We were just I mean, we're joking about that 90s show and being like, they got no ideas. But like South Korea's coming up with some good ideas, some right, original dude. shit. This, and the thing is, too, like we're slow drip getting fed some of the like blockbuster stuff from from their media. And it's all been bangers so far. Like Parasite yeah. was unreal. Uh, that made me start going through his uh I, I don't want to fuck the guy's name. Yeah, up. Like I know. Bong, I know. Jong Bong. I don't fucking know. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck the guy's name up. Proceeds to fuck the guy's name up. Well, the problem is I, I've I've looked into it and like actually watched movies because I just checked out what he directed. Right. And I, I watch a bunch of Snowpiercer and, yep. and yeah, that was good. Actually, it was, I haven't heard it's good. It's 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 a redone idea. Um, it's it Chris it, Evans or someone like that's in it or like. Yep. Um, it's basically it's like a. How do I explain this? It, it, it is a mashup of just obvious symbolism. Um, like there's social classes on a train and like you need to get to the front of the train because that's where the money right. is. It's, you know what oh. I mean? It's like it's a very the whole movie is a very clear metaphor. sort of. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. But it's done yeah. really well. Like, it, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I was like, oh, this is fucking cheesy. It was like, oh, OK, this is actually isn't too bad. Like could be a tagline for the episode. Fucking a obvious symbolism. Yeah, for real. Um, interesting character. So, like, anyway, long story. Yeah, Korean cinema is doing it. Is doing it up right now. They're killing it. They're killing it. Killing it. Yo, yo, who almost got killed? A woman out here in Golden, BC, bro. This woman, Ruth Hamilton. Okay, Just chilling in her bed, having a sleep late at night. Here, woke up to her dog barking. Kind of gave her a little bit of a moment's notice to kind of you know get herself collected here before a rock fucking blasted through her roof and slammed into her bed, dude. A meteorite blasted through this woman's fucking bed, through her roof, and landed right beside her. Now, okay, now you, I I heard this story, but you you've read it. Did it hit like her pillow where she was it sleeping? Landed or something? in her fucking bed. Yeah, man. I don't know how it smashed through her roof and like just didn't smash through her bed. So, so. the universe lined up its sniper rifle on your fucking dome and fired, and you dodged that shit. Buy a lottery ticket, move, do Yo. something. You got it. So here's a quote from her. So she wow. wakes up from the bed, bar- the dog barking, right? And then she says here, the next thing was just a huge explosion and debris all over my face. Hamilton recalled in an interview, I jumped out of bed and turned on the lights. I didn't know what else to do. So I called 911 talking to the operator. She was asked, excuse me, asking me all kinds of questions. And at that point, I rolled back one of the two pillows I'd been sleeping on. And in between them was a meteorite. So the rock was roughly the size of a fucking melon, bro. Like a Whoa. cantaloupe. So oh, I saw the photos. Oh, God, her fucking head. He's like, yeah, dude. 
So uh, she actually, <laughs> this is kind of cool. This is close to home to us. She reported the fine to a team of experts at Western University in London, I did, Ontario. Yeah, I actually heard that too, yeah. yeah. Who confirmed the rock was indeed from space. So yeah. luckily she wasn't Serious hurt, astronomy but... school, eh? You know what? You know what? Looking back now, you and I, or uh, fuck me at least, never took advantage of, of one of the best academic astronomy things. We could have gone there baked out of our mind all the time and just looked at the stars and be like, yo, fuck, dude. Never went. No. Nope. Fucking idiots. It wasn't until I got older that I started actually being like, oh, there's some cool shit. Like when I went to see Bill Nye speak, stuff like that, that I was like, I'm going to do some like extracurricular just interest shit here. But yeah. But yeah, man, like this bitch is so fucking lucky. So, okay. So, so how different this story would have been if she didn't move? Oh because, my gosh, you got pasted? Be- because then no one would have found her for like a week. And then we would have, re- like a week and a half later, we would have read the same story, except this time the story would have been, it appears this woman's head got crushed by a meteorite on the pillow she was sleeping on. Like, and that would be even fucking crazier. <laughs> that would be crazier. Oh, dude. They, I, I They sent her brain encased rock to Western University to find, and it was a moon rock that hit her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh God, wow dude. yeah lucky That's the heaven sending you a message right but like obviously this woman dodged that shit like talk about luck bro talk about fucking luck yeah i think i'm selling my house and like my possessions and like backpacking through europe for like six months after that like i must live now you know when you're like up late at night and you can't sleep because you're thinking about stuff Course. I would be stuck up at night every fucking night, being like, "Are there going to be rocks that blast through and paste my skull?" Like, no, you got to figure that. Statistically speaking, that happening once is like next to impossible. That happening twice, if I get if I go to sleep and I get hit again on my pillow by a meteorite, then like I don't know what I did, but apparently it's time to go. It's time to leave, man. I don't know. There's a dude that got hit by lightning twice that I read, and I was like, you poor fucking dude. You poor fucking guy. I always feel like guys who get hit by lightning twice are people who are just not not taking necessary precautions. Like, oh, it's fucking thundering out. I'm just going to bring out my metal hockey like, stick and baseball yeah, bat and swing them around. walking through that field, Bill, every time there's lightning. Like, oh, I keep getting hit. Like, yeah, well, half his face is still drooping from the other fucking stroke he had from the last blast. I haven't gone down yet. <laughs> Nothing will stop me now. Okay, let me read you this article. I gotta. I, I almost have to prepare myself for this. In real life, Brendan Dassey is a 32-year-old convicted felon serving a life sentence at the Oshkosh Correctional Facility on charges of mutilation of a corpse, second-degree sexual assault, and being a party to first-degree murder. His lawyers have argued that Dassey, who has a borderline and deficient IQ, was steamrolled by police officers into falsely confessing to the murder of 25-year-old photographer Teresa Halbach. And thanks to the 2016 Netflix series Making a Murderer, his case has become a symbol of a deeply corrupt criminal justice system. But in the world of Making Making a Murderer, the musical, Dassey is a bookish, unassuming, pop folk tenor who can belt up to an a4 bro bro come on this is dassey's character description as outlined by the casting notice for making a murderer the musical we're talking about remakes sorry to cut you off making a murderer the musical is this this is a bridge too far, isn't it? Yeah, it I don't want, like 
I don't want to be up here listening to some ragtime gal, but instead I fucking, you know, murdered a bitch and left her in a auto like parking lot. The blood spatter doesn't match the scene. The blood spatter doesn't match the scene. You did it. No, I didn't. You did it. No, I didn't. You did it. No. Come back with a falsetto. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. This one, this is like rehash, but to an oomph. This is a different level of that, you know, like I'm cool with I'm cool with musicals and stuff when they're they're original. But like, I don't know. Imagine what's this woman's family feel about this? Well, that's funny. You should say that, actually. The casting notice for making a murder, murder, making a murderer, the musical. There's a lot of murders going on in that. It was first spotted by Jessica Dean, 25, who goes by at Bloodbath Beyond on TikTok. Shout out. Solid handle. I like that. That's pretty good. Her page. Dean has taken aim at the true crime community and the commodification of tragedy on YouTube and TikTok. Thank you. I'm not going to get into that again because I always I feel like I'm straying dangerously. You are. Um, I don't want to uh, say, but not starting. Actually, I have seen recently on Twitter a few things as well of people. There's this like the highest grossing podcast on Patreon right now. Uh, believe it or not, isn't us. I mean, shame not today. I know. Shame. Doug, we're going to get there. We're going to get there one day at a time. We don't even have a Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think we can get the bots like trick the bots into donating to the Patreon that every time they download, they like donate a dollar? Like Uh, maybe we figured out. Dude, if we had if if every bot that downloaded our show gave us a dollar since we started the show, we'd actually have like four grand. (laughs) We'd have a fund. We'd have we'd have an investment portfolio ready to go already. I'd have money for for me, not for the for you, for the show. <gasps> oh, sorry. What I was saying was that somebody anyway, found that yeah. the highest grossing show on on Patreon is this like happy middle aged white couple whose like banner is like them, like with confetti, like, ah, and it's like some murder show about like deep diving into like the horrible fucking slaughtering crimes and vicious bloody attacks and them being like, ee. We love that shit as a society. Thanks for making don't us we? rich. Thanks we love for... that shit. Like, Fucking love it. People, people are mad. It's a, yo, and that one girl that does like the makeup and then does like fucking murder podcasts at the same time. Yo, the bitch found a lane, that's, bro. That's brand. That's that fusion. Yeah. Sound the sound the air horn. That's a girl that could slam some spooktober on the taglines, and people are gonna be all over that. Yeah, making a murder the musical. The production purports to, quote, examine these actual events through a satirical lens to highlight how a justice system has been so compromised, yet can still be allowed to continue to use its powers to victimize the weak and the vulnerable. Eh, I mean, a comedic spin on a comedic musical spin on making a murderer. It's a comedic musical spin on a documentary spin of a real life crime. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. This is where we've come as a society. We must tamper with the evidence. Tamper with the evidence. Bum, 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 da, 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 da. Man, it's like I, an old timey looking cop doing spins and shit like that show bothered me for one reason. And that's did you watch it? First of all, 
Yeah, I did. I okay. watched it like four years. I don't remember. So, shit yeah, now. me neither. But the thing is, I remember watching it being like, this guy obviously didn't do it. And then kind of stopping myself and being like, am I falling for the documentary bias here? Like, what yeah. am I missing? Like, you know, because obviously the, the, the immediately the Internet explodes in this argument of like, did he do it? Did he not do it? You're crazy. He obviously didn't do it. Like, look at this. Look at that. But then I realized that, like, I'm just a schmuck. I'm not a fucking murder police. You know what I'm saying? And this is a documentary made. So obviously I'm yeah. going to be biased by whatever they're trying to, you know, trying to spin. But okay. I, I left it being like, I don't. I watch these purely for entertainment now, just for like something to fill up airwaves. I don't think I really left it thinking that like he did it or didn't do it. I it didn't was, make you want to like seek justice and start your not own at show. All. Not and, yeah. like sell merch. And I mean, bring justice to victims and sell merch. And I mean, advertising and. Anyways, and the second an attractive blonde, you know, 21 year old goes missing, just completely bomb the just Internet, literally like shaking to put an episode out like, honey, fuck off. I have to write this episode and get it out before the 40,000 other people do it so I can sell more Patreon subscriptions. Dog, when that story broke, the Gabby Penner, whatever her name is, uh, it was like just, just, just breaking. So it wasn't even really in all the big news cycles yet. And my girl's like, have you not heard about this? Like I saw this thing on Instagram or whatever. Dude, yeah. Google it. There's already fucking 40 videos you can pick from. Yeah. And this hasn't even hit the main news cycle yet. And next thing I know, it's blown up everywhere. So, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's like this is this is a this is attention. This is the attention game. I can't wait till they right? fucking make a musical about that one. He choked her in the <laughs> desert and he left her to die. Came home, said nothing, said lawyer, my guy. A pre-Broadway engagement coming this fall. That's, that's how fast they probably fucking make it. Like, they can't even wait. There's no interval. There's no intervals anymore. It's like um, you, you watch anything on Amazon Prime, right? Yep. You get ads right now for that fucking pandemic, like the pandemic movie that Michael fucking Bay went and made, like, like no. three months into the pandemic. He's like, you know what would be a great movie? A movie about the pandemic. Like, we're still in it. There's been no interval between the event you're making a satire about and the the thing you made. It's still happening. Give me some buffer. Now you say Michael Bay. Are you saying that jokingly or like serious that Michael? No, Bay that did it? that that fucking. My, I think it's a Michael Bay movie. The what's it called? It's called like Butterfly or Songbird know. or some shit I like that. I haven't seen the preview for that. I haven't seen God. the preview. Oh fuck yeah! It's like a pandemic movie. It came out last year. It's just hitting Amazon Prime now, as I understand. But like how quickly like people are still like bodies fresh on the table. Time to make a podcast episode. Pandemic still going on. Time to make a Hollywood movie. Waste no fucking time. Well, you can't because there'd be someone else that would do it before you. So you got to be out there and be like, I'm doing it first. Right. Like, fuck so are we late on these podcasts? Like, should we be like me. literally like sitting with microphones 24 seven reading fresh news feeds being like, oh, look at this. Let's make jokes. My T-shirt. Yeah, we should have talked about Urban Meyer fingering college buttholes earlier, you know. But then when we wanted to talk about it, it was already a week too late. It's a problem with it coming out on a Thursday too, right? Oh, we're a couple of days late for your eardrums. That's right. Old news: content creating experts hate us. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those internet ads. Content creators hate these two podcasters. Click here to find out why. Fake old news, not fake news. Old news, old 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 ish 
funny news. Well, here's a follow up to some old news that we were talking about. Oh, Subway. Oh, fuck. No, don't even. No, this is uh, this is good news for the sandwich man's bad news for the little man's for us. But uh, so if you guys remember here, we came up with a story a little while ago. Yeah, we came up. I wrote it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We brought up a story a little while ago about how Subway's tuna was taken to a lab to be tested. And it came back that there was no tuna DNA to be found. Okay. Okay. So a class action lawsuit was filed against Subway seeking five million dollars in damages claiming that they lack tuna and are completely bereft of tuna as an ingredient. Now, a judge has thrown the case out of court. Really? Subway is getting off for the moment because, and this, as much as I don't like it, kind of makes sense from a legal perspective, that uh, the plaintiffs had not adequately made out all of the necessary components of a fraud claim. And according to the judge, uh, Judge Tiger, specifically, the plaintiffs fell short in that they still need to describe the specific statements they saw and relied upon and when they saw the statements and where the statements appeared. Quote, Subway cannot properly defend itself against a complaint that does not identify the misstatements it allegedly made. Absolutely. Just like legal loophole process they get off? Because Subway hasn't come out directly and been like, this is real tuna. You don't. They never claimed to you that it wasn't just oh, wood chip filler bullshit. Okay. Oh, you so just, this is like the vitamin water this is exactly, argument, right? This is exactly like the vitamin. I never water told argument. you this was actually healthy. You're an idiot if you thought it was argument mm-hmm. and it worked. Exactly. This is what good lawyer. This is what money and good lawyers gets you. That right there. And this is why like, we lose the corporations. Of course, because you you hire like some fucking sweaty guy in a room full of boxes to take on your class action, and they just march in like a full firm of like smiling plastic surgery white people who are like we're gonna take you to town motherfucker like you just came to the all-star game with a pickup squad motherfucker <laughs> that's right You're, it's the ymca crew versus the eastern conference all-stars you don't know how many and go <laughs> you don't know how many girls they left behind a dumpster in law school baby i'm a savage oh. boom briefcase down let's do this <sighs> There's like a Rough. they're a whole different Rough. fucking class of just like absolute predator motherfuckers. They like the 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 crazy ass like top end lawyers. It, dude, it's it's the classic example of a profession where you can do anything. Like there is no limit anytime anywhere in, in the human species to what you can achieve if you simply disregard any sort of moral compass whatsoever. You can make any money doing anything. Like some sharks in the water, right? Like they just smell blood. Yeah, dude. I even had that like this year. I had that earlier this year when I took that other job for a bit. All I can think when I quit that job was if I had no conscience and didn't feel anything for my work, I could I could make so much money here. So much fucking money here. Like easy. <laughs> just just all I have to do is that every time some person like loses their mind, just be like, I feel nothing. Nothing. You're a paycheck to me, sir. I don't care. It's like that guy Bell. That's the old man. Just wanted what? What do you want? Cable? They sold him like, oh, four, sold TVs like four TVs and tablets. <laughs> Commission. <laughs> Nothing. That's just human beings, man. Fucking garbage. Did you see this? Uh, did you see this Banksy thing? You remember? Okay, you remember the story of? Uh, remember Banksy sold this painting in in that like whatever it is that rich people fucking uh, art 
gallery auction he's place. Done it Sother- a few times. Sother- Sotheby's, I think it's called. You remember? All right, so he sold a painting, and then you remember the painting once it was sold, like there was shredded like shredded or whatever, shredded in the frame. Yeah, and it like shredded yeah. down. Okay, so the the point of that apparently was that it was supposed to like protest the selling of his art, right? So that painting was sold for one and a half million dollars. I, I don't actually have the article here, so I'm, I'm winging it. It was sold for one and a half million dollars and then it shredded. And then I was reading this week that the shredded version of it is now sold for like $22 million. <laughs> this so is it, a broken planet. This but doesn't so, work. So, so the guy that bought it then, that's yours now, right? Like that's an investment that you can just flip after. And it, so he's the one profiting that, the right? The shredding Not of the painting made it 20 times more valuable. This guy was like, I just spent a million dollars on a shredded painting. And three years later, he's like, "Ah, uh, just kidding. I just sold it for 20 times what I paid for it. People have too much fucking money, bro. People have too much fucking We're money. We're just, just bored apes with valuable things. Eh? Like, Absolutely. How do you feel about Banksy and that entire idea? I think it was a nice idea that has com- been completely bastardized now. It I was just, a nice initial idea, but now it's like exactly it's exactly this. He's too famous now. Now he's famous. He's got to change his name and change his game and go to some other place because now he is a valuable piece of art in himself. But the entire, he has become what he protests. The entire—that's it, right? The entire idea of the point of this artwork is to protest the sale of art and the yeah. commodification of take you the know, that ego shit. out of art. But his name is now—he's like the fucking Bugatti of of street art. But you also got to pay me one point two million dollars to get my fucking opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's like you are what you're protesting. Yeah, of and course. Like, obviously, that's not lost on him. And like, I'm not I'm not, I mean, I'm not blaming everybody. Him. Take dog, back too. everybody sells out. That's what we're doing. We're pretending like we're like above that. But like, we're just holding out. We're in it for the long run. You know, wait till we wait till you wait till our Patreon page has a confetti laced picture of you and me like, oh, like. Pixel making version. horrible jokes on the internet for money. Ah, celebrate. It's going to happen. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I want to love Banksy, but the more I think about it, like conceptually, the more I'm like, you're just, you're just, you are what you, you hate, bro. Sure. So it's the living long enough to become the villain thing, right? I like, really want to know what he's like. Like, is he like a dude that's just like us? It's like, yeah, what's up? I just make some fuck art, bro. And these idiots eat it up. No, uh-huh. He's probably or, a really pretentious weirdo who like, you know, fucking looks down at everybody. Like, you know who the fuck I am? Only eats one f- type of food a day. Just eats mom's spaghetti. It's all he eats. He lives in Detroit and goes to mom's spaghetti once a day and then it's does all his he art. Does. Nobody knows nice. he is. He just looks like fucking Martin Shkreli. It's a simple life, but it works. You know, can't really hate. I can't. More either, envious. I am, I'm envious. envious too, man. I'm envious too. I, that's that level of fame. No, never mind. I want more fame than that. I want so what's the podcasting equivalent? Of Banksy, the like, we like sell, yeah. Like, what's the what's the podcasting equivalent of Banksy? How do we how do we can you Banksy a podcast? The only I'm thinking it's like, uh, no, we would just hurt our viewers. I'm thinking like, yeah, you listen to our episode and then it like explodes in your in your headphones, and <laughs> you'd have to like you'd have to like hack major podcast feeds and drop anonymous oh, episodes into them, like Joe Rogan's it. feed. Just like somebody something just pops up and it's like this is the anonymous podcast guy. This is the next uh, this is the next horror movie that comes out. You know how they had like the zoom phase of like the zoom horror movies next going to be. I'm sorry. There are zoom horror films. Yeah, bro. Like shot through like movies shot straight up all through zoom. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They've been around for a while now. Um, 
next one up is going to be podcasters. You know, they listen like dudes mm. listen to podcasts. And they're fucking the podcast explodes in their ears and kills them or some shit. Now it's a murder mystery. Seven days. Boom. Podcast saw. Is that what we are? Oh, God. Spiral. Oh, God. Podcast spiral. It's a spiral into my, you know, the loss of my mind, my morals. That's just on fucking, air. Dude, that's with 54 episodes and counting of two, two middle class white guys just struggling with their increasing mortality one day at a time. We're so hard done by, aren't we? Dude, like, what was us? It's tough. What was man. me? So tough. Like, fuck. Oh, my bills are paid. What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, well, unfortunately for this wizard in New Zealand, his bills will no longer be paid. Gandalf? Ian Brackenbury Channel, age oh. 88, the official wizard of New Zealand, has been let go. It's not like a clan thing, is it? No, sir. This okay. is the official wizard of New Zealand. Now, this guy has been contracted to the Christchurch City Council for the past two decades to promote the city's acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services at a cost of $16,000 a year. In this total, is what happens. You fill Lord of the Rings in a country, and this is just what this is like residue afterwards, eh? <laughs> yeah, seriously. In total, in total, he's been paid $368,000 over the past two decades. Yo! He's done well for himself as a nice. wizard. Good job. Bad job, though. He's got himself in some hot water here. Uh, oh. Started making some jokes about women. Oh, Gandalf. No, <laughs> Gandalf is quoted as saying, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily. And they'll tell the neighbors and their friends. And then you're in big trouble. It's in the books. That, that's that's book Gandalf, by that's the way. Striking Gandalf. women. <laughs> <laughs> smoking pipe weed striking women is right. Gandalf yeah halfway so, through uh, the second book he just starts hitting people with his <laughs> oh, it was Gandalf the gray listen all right uh, oh, the gray he, he reforms and becomes Gandalf the white the non woman beating Gandalf so Gandalf wow. uh, the city council has sent the wizard a letter for thanking him for his services over the past decades informing him they were going to close the book on his contract that sucks, man. Where are you going to find work as a wizard? I, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> this guy had this is a dream gig paying work as a wizard. This is in the dream. 21st century. This is like a 14th century gig. He's got it going. This is a dream retirement gig, too, bro. He's 88. Oh. He's been doing it for 20 years. So this is some post. I'm already collecting. Excuse me, I'm already collecting pension money. He's got to cast a couple spells up in the up in the town square. You know what I'm saying? All you had to do was <laughs> not retire, but beating spell. women, Gandalf, and you would have been all right. Some people just cannot help themselves, eh? Like, what is this? I mean, look, I know we talked about it before the show, but it's like the Gruden thing. What is with people like people get into they break it down to this argument of like the cancel culture, dude. And I'm like, this is really simple. Why would you send that to another human being? Why would you like why would you get the thought in your head to put these words into an email or to be recorded in public like wizard guy here and then say them? Don't say them. Something like that's going to come back on me in 20 years. Cause I'm not going to realize I said something you watch. Probably we get big and famous. Like why, how come when people do this, like I saw John Gruden after the game last week, like, uh, you know, like his hat, this is a guy who's always like energetic. He's just like with his hat down over his eyes. Like, and I just want to say like, I'm very sorry. And, uh, you know, obviously I apologize. We're like, like, why, how come nobody who ever gets caught doing this isn't like, 
Why did you do it? Because I'm a fucking idiot. That's why. Because yeah. I'm an idiot who puts dumb things in <laughs> places I shouldn't because I'm stupid. Like people would be like, whoa, shit. <laughs> Damn, he really did do it. <laughs> seems, he actually kind of seems sorry almost. Like, <laughs> No, that would get spun around the other way where people would be like, you're not you're not sorry about what you said. You're sorry that you said it and that right. you got caught. Like you're not allowed. Of course, I'm sorry. I got caught. I would have preferred to live in a world where nobody knew this. Like, you're just sorry you got caught. You're right. I did. I had a hundred million dollar coaching contract. Of course, I'm, I'm sorry you got me. I I wanted that. I'm a fucking dope who said stupid shit. Oh, poor uh, Gandalf. Poor Gandalf, indeed. Unfortunately, Gruden Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what Gruden should do. He should apply for this job. And we'll bring the wizard over to coach the Raiders. Ooh, just like just that. dressed with the big pointy hat on the sideline like with the that. stick, calling plays. Like, no. imagine this. <laughs> Run the ball. <laughs> it's a wizard on the sideline wearing a Bill Belichick hoodie. Yo. <laughs> Sleeves cut off. He's like long gray beard. Look, in the content world, we live in now. I mean, that's the kind of shit I want. I oh, want absolutely. like I want like the head coach of the L.A. Lakers to be dressed like Gandalf, just like walking with the stick up and down. He's like, hmm, time out. Let's get Jack Nicholson <laughs> off the side there. Like, Jack, Jack, put the coke down. You're in. Bud. Yeah, we're going to have to run something here to get a three, a little baseline <laughs> screen here, guys. <laughs> like, how the fuck do you? I've been sitting courtside for 30 years. I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jack's a good coach. A little coked, but like calls good plays. Like yeah, fuck, you got LeBron there. He'll coach everything. You just need to be the figurehead. Yeah. Just just pace up and down. Jack Nicholson just paces up and down. Calls a timeout every now and then. Can he even comfortably pace anymore? Like, I don't know. He's getting up there. Every, I mean, yeah, it's true. Larry Brown People... started sitting near the end. <laughs> but like late Joe Paterno, like he's he sits in the booth up there now. He doesn't do anything, but he's technically still the head coach of this team. Dude, late Joe Joe Paterno died of guilt, bro. That's how old he was. He did die of guilt. <laughs> That's how old he was. Like he literally guiltied to death. That's fucking right. crazy, man. I shouldn't laugh at that. That is crazy, though, that they're just like, I don't hey, know. This I happened. feel like I feel like the dude who let children be raped for decades. You could probably laugh at him dying of the guilt of that admission. You know, I think that's I think in the world that comedy <sighs> judges can allow that one to, to pass. No more statues. Don't speak, don't speak ill of the dead. No more statues for you, Joe. So there's a new Sopranos movie out. Is it out that Sopranos movie or is it? Uh, I don't know if it's out. I think it's coming. I'm disappointed okay. that it's coming. It's a prequel, I think, too. So apparently everybody's watching the Sopranos again as well. Not surprised. So, that means organized crime is fashionable as you know, it comes and it goes. Right. So it's, it's back in thanks to HBO, but there's a worry in the organized crime world, according to an article I found here. And that worry is that these new age Gen Z fucking millennial mobsters are fucking pussies. Apparently. Of course they are. Of course they are. Millennial mafiosos in New York have been accused by veteran mobsters of going soft becoming obsessed with their phones and using text messages rather than classic fists to intimidate their victims. He's also, fucking, you know, also stupid. Don't text and, and, and fucking try to like, you know, call out somebody when you're a fucking mobster. 
bingo. The rules. I mean, these kids no are ruining fouls. everything. No, haven't you watched The Wire? You. This is. Come on, people. Come on, people. No. How else am I supposed to intimidate my victims? You know. You How else am I supposed to intimidate people into listening? Text my friends like you fucking listen to what podcast yet? Huh? Huh? You press play. It's tough. What? Don't get don't start your car tomorrow morning. <laughs> don't start your car until you start the podcast and then start your car. Growing up in wealthy suburbs as social media exploded, this new generation is said to have become less brutal and less versed. And traditional face-to-face tactics like pistol whipping. That's just, you know, <laughs> you just can't teach. Yeah, It's the intangibles, you know? I mean. I'm just, I'm picturing mobsters, like old mobsters getting mad at like millennials and shit. And Gen Z that, sitting around a table. But these fucking kids these days, they don't know how to exactly, fuck a pistol whip a motherfucker when they get out is, of line. Exactly what this article is talking about is that is exactly what has happened in the New York City mafioso world, criminal underworld. Upset that these kids, I mean, spoiled fucking mafioso kids. You buy them hockey teams. They text all day. They don't know how to pistol whip. Waste management isn't about waste management. Okay, it's about managing the waste. Waste management (laughs) consultant, right? According to court documents relating to a recent extortion plot in the city, one alleged gangster involved sent his victim, a union official. Yeah, fucking with the unions in New York. Of course. A message saying, quote, hey, this is the second text. There isn't going to be a third. Ooh, ooh, scary. See, that's not scary. But like three giant Italian dudes showing up at my Nona's house and pistol whipping the shit out of pistol whipping, telling you I ain't sending another text. Hey. I just twiddled my thumbs to send you these eight words. There won't be another time I twiddle my fucking thumbs to send you another eight words. You hear me? You better fucking pay up. You scared yet? Not really. Yeah, like not really. Like, my, ho- my hockey arena is still open, sir. You know what? You know what scares the shit out of marks? A pistol whipping. A couple of a, a gun butting. Are you a pistol whipper or a gun butter? Which one do you go for? Uh... I Pistol like a, whip's got a little more of a satisfying deal, but the gun butt really hammers it home, you know? Yeah, that's to your forehead. You know what I'm saying? Right, break somebody's glasses with the ass end of your gun. Bow. That's right. Smash your glasses. Turn them to contacts. <laughs> now, the situation has left <laughs> oh aging crime family bosses concerned over their succession. <laughs> Just can't hand off the empire to some fucking pussy with, a, with his phone in his hand all day, right? It's also meant that they have had to be more personally involved in the minutiae of criminal operations. It's fucking a involved in the minutiae of the criminal operations, which is leading to more frequent arrests of the veteran mob bosses. They're having to, this is a classic. You want a job done, right? You got to do it yourself. Evidently not. If they're getting arrested. Yeah. You, know, you hire some capos and they're like fucking texting all day. And you're like, I the classic pistol whippings in order here. So you get in your car, you go down, you give them a whipping. But next thing you know, you're getting booked. Oh, man, the young bucks got to fucking step up here. The old guys trying to retire. You know what I'm saying? No one's going to put into your fund if you keep letting the old guys fucking get booked. That's right. That's right. Then you're going to have to take over because you're the last dude, you know, except aren't these guys. You're right. Aren't these guys going to be leaving paper trails of their threats? Like, okay, what did you say? He threatened you? Yeah, it says right here that he's going to bash my fucking face in with a gun. 
He said he's going to pistol whip me. He doesn't did, actually pistol whip me. Did he ever me, do but it? No, never. To. But he said he, he, said he would. I'm he scared. said he would. I'm, 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 I'm a little bit frightened, but not really. But then his uncle came over and beat the shit out of me. That's right. That scared me. That's right. That's, That's why I'm coming forward it. now. I'm actually scared. <laughs> These pussy kids. These fucking kids can't handle shit. These Gen Zers, they just don't get it. You just got to ice know? pick a few of them, right? You got to put them in their place. Yes, let's back to the basics, really slowing it down, right? Slowing it down. Mm-hmm. Don't don't overthink and don't be don't be trying to intimidate everybody at once by just shooting a bunch of texts off. This is you got to slow it down. Be more hands on, more personable, you know, get face to face, pistol whip somebody, <laughs> you know, take the time today to pistol whip your marks it's it's the least you can do it's mob 101 like what, yeah. what are we doing here what are we doing here what, what the, the fuck, fuck are, are we, we doing, doing here <laughs> what are we doing here oh. gotta stay strong out there man gotta stay strong all right i'm ended on this here okay what you got tulsa oklahoma man okay it's been arrested for armed robbery but it's actually legged robbery he stole a prosthetic leg from a victim. Oh. Now, according to the Tulsa, I'm going to lead, read the whole article because it's quite short. Here. Okay. According take to me the on Tulsa a trip. Police Department, the victim stated that Kevon Hooks came up to him with a large metal spike. See, is what I'm talking about. You just got to come at a motherfucker with an ice pick. These young mobsters need to learn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There it's, you go. So he came right up to this guy, took his backpack, and then also took his prosthetic leg. Hooks then started asking the victim what everything was worth when he was stealing it from him. Like, what the fuck? Well, how much can I get for this? Like, I don't know, man. It's just an iPod Nano. $40. When Hooks was apprehended, they found him with the victim's leg strapped to his head. Police say they took the leg off Hooks' head and then gave it back to the victim. Strapped to his head? Strapped to his head. Uh, please tell me there's more detail. There's not. That's the entire article from this. That's city how police can report. you do this? How can you? I'd have to call somebody and be like, look, whoever was on the beat, whoever I can. I ask that guy. Can I ask that officer? What do you mean by strapped to his head? Got a leg strapped to his dome, bro. Who's stealing I, a prosthetic leg from somebody? I can understand wait, knocking it off so they can't chase after you and be like, yeah, what are you do now, bitch? But like, I'm not, I'm not taking the leg. What are you gonna do with that? You gonna sell that shit? Fucking kick someone's leg out from under them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not robbing people with an ice pick in the streets, bro. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. It's true. Yeah, you can't you get be, into that mindset. You know, yeah, like, you're thinking like a regular dude who doesn't rob people with weapons. You got to think from his perspective. I'm not trying to get that's caught. That's true. Maybe I don't understand how hard it is to actually pistol whip a lot of people. No, you would try to text judgmental. that old man and be like, "Give me your leg. Give me your prosthetic there leg." A, there won't be a second text message. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, fuck! I don't know. Where do you move a prosthetic leg? Like, what you, is that a pawn shop saying, item? Who buys is that? I think they're like Craigslist. Custom, like, I think they're like custom fit for your nubs, bro. Like, yeah, I think that those are very like that's why they cost so much is that they are specifically made for any individual case. So, like, what were you planning on doing? I don't know. That's a real thief, though. That's a real thief. Like, I'm that's taking a, everything you got. Does yeah, it, that's a guy who's just your like, body. I'm taking yeah, it. 
it, it just give me any items that I can take and I will find a way to move it for money. Like, but then he's, he also asked this guy what shit was worth. What's your leg worth? How much can I get for this? I don't like, know. I don't know, man. It's a custom. Are prosthetic legs like used cars? Like the second you take them off the lot, they're worth less. I would like the human or the leg. <laughs> uh, what? I, <laughs> Be careful uh, how you answer this. <laughs> the leg. <laughs> yeah. I don't the know. human is always valuable, Matt. Always. The know leg, your not worth. So much. The leg, not so much. The leg, the leg varies, I would imagine. <laughs> Depending on where the amputated spot is. You selling it for like the raw materials? Like. You know, it's just like carbon fiber. Yeah, stripping it down, you know, yeah. something in there that I can use. Maybe don't wonder if he wow. took the other shoe. Maybe that's what I want. Maybe he just wanted the shoe. Oh, he's like, I need the shoes. So give me the leg. I don't, I don't know, but then he's easier tied it to his head. So like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, that's that's oh, God. I needed more detail. Fuck. How do you, what an easy way to give yourself away to the cops. Like, oh, I, I stole this bicycle. Let me just like carry it on my fucking head. Oh, I saw this leg. Let me strap it to myself. Like he's probably realized after because a leg could be fucking big and heavy. So he's probably like, what do I do with this? Like, I need to strap it to myself. Imagine the cop responding to this like team 114. I got a call for you here. Responding to a uh, 74 year old black male that's been robbed. Um, suspect stole his leg. Roger that. Yep. 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 Roger. Roger. You have a look out for a man leg. with a leg. Like, OK, Just oh, pull, I found up, him. pull up to the scene fucking dude legs sticking out of the top of his head yeah that's like, not hard to find like we're be on the lookout for a man carrying a leg there he is probably high on meth or something just one guy that yeah that's exactly i'm surprised the article didn't end with upon search of 31 grams of methamphetamine were found on him as well like oh that was the guy that i robbed meth not mine <laughs> yeah i took it off him i was just holding it for a friend him i was holding it for him He's i got one friend. more gangster i got one more gangster story to finish this off actually since we're, right. we're we're doing a fucking a crime this is where we this is the kind of crime that we don't capitalize on right this is mm. funny crime which is always always monetize a bull in fresno california in fresno california a 42 year old man was murdered and now 14 people have been charged in connection to the killing one of those arrested has an interesting situation Christina Lopez, 42 years old, is facing felony charges of conspiracy to provide firearms to a minor for the benefit of a street gang, child endangerment and conspiracy to provide firearms to a gang member. A little gun running. Classic. You know, someone's got to move the tools that do the work. And the cool mom. I bought my kid a gun. Fucking right. Now, according to the article, it's how she funded these guns. That's interesting. In 2017, Lopez's 16-year-old son was killed by a Fresno police officer during a chase in which her son was wanted for killing a man. Earlier this year, Lopez settled with the police department for $4.9 million and then used the money to buy the guns that funded the gang. Real gangster shit. She wasn't sending text messages. She was like, watch this. Yo, hire this bitch, mob. Yo, this is this is who you I'd need be, to take over. I'd be moving her from California, West Coast, East Coast here, New York. And you know, this she's a woman of action and she knows how to act. You know, she's bringing the heat. It sounds like her kid. No, nah, it sounds like her kid knows how to act. She was just like, listen, I'm going to give you the guns. I don't want to know what you do with them. But, <laughs> I'll but I'll give you the guns. I don't want to know what you do with them. But you got to avenge our fallen family members. Was it so who was it's weird because this is a West Coast uh, 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 Latina woman 
and you're still doing the East Coast Italian gangster voice. I can't do a West Coast Latino woman. So we, we stick well, then maybe you need to expand your horizons and your voice talent, you know, potentially. Maybe I'll just stick to generic white guy and not do the impressions. Maybe sure. I'll sure. stick, stick. Remember, you are being recorded. Stick to my lane. <laughs> Stay in your lane. That's some gangster ass shit, though. I mean, that is some gangster shit. You got to uh, take your police settlement to fund gangs. <laughs> I mean, this sounds face. like the reverse of progress as a society. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that what's wrong with society backwards. right there. We have a settlement for four point. This woman gets four point nine million because we killed your family member. And then we're going to use that to then kill more cops or other gang members. Excuse me, I should say. Yeah, I love it. Hey, hey, you know, it's a circle of life is what that is. <laughs> circle of life. I'm not sure that's what the Lion King directors had in, in when they were I making that song. holding up. up Simba. Well, hey, we were allowed to interpret anything anyway you want these days it's been episode 54 oh 58 locks with pistols so they can get back at the hyenas <laughs> i help deer i used my my settlement to help deer kill hunters next time you're at the watering hole this is what i want you to do i want you to lay razor tail high in the air let out your pheromones let the hyenas know where you're at and when they roll up fucking shoot those motherfuckers got to do your own work got to put in your own work that's the message of the episode is that you got to put in your own work folks don't rely on these gen zers they're not even happy with social media but you know you can't get a good pistol whipping these days unless you do it yourself i wonder what it feels like to catch a pistol in the teeth I'd probably, I I'd probably pay up. I probably pay pretty quick. <laughs> sorry, a man. gun butt to the forehead. I mean, just like, oh, like, forehead. I can take. I'm thinking of the teeth. Oh, you lose teeth your. I mean, a gun butt to the forehead. You lose your faculties. Like you're just like, ah, oh, oh, like you can't even think. Like lose your faculties and your finances. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm emptying my pockets. Faculties and finances. Fuck it. Hey, this has been episode 54. Thank you for joining us, folks. My name is Dan. He is Matt. This is fucking a the comedy podcast. Canada's funniest podcast. Are we allowed to make broad pro proclamations without any proof? Right. Because that's an unprovable fact. I think so it's we can very provable, actually. <laughs> I think it's very. Is provable. It? Yeah. That we are the funniest podcast to come out of Canada. National treasure. Maple, what would I say? Maple made, but globally enjoyed. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like That's right. that. That's right. Tell a friend about the fucking A podcast. Show them where to find it. Bring them around and come back again for episode 55. 55. Nice. What NFL player wears 55? Think quick. Lance who? Briggs. That's exactly who I was thinking of. Is that That's, who you're going really I don't know bizarre. who else. I don't know who else ever did. It's really strange. That I can remember off of the top of my head. Like a lot nice. of 53s, but not many see, 55s. For our listeners as well. I mean, that's the symbiosis that goes on between hosts here. That's that's what you're dealing with. Not just comedy goodness, but two podcasters, 200 kilometers apart. But in reality, quantumly entangled in the cranium. <laughs> Thinking the same way. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast. F-U-C-K-I-N-E-H. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I win my spelling B. Hey, you can email the podcast, F-N-E-H podcast at gmail.com. Reach out. Questions, comments, concerns, 
something funny you found that you'd like us to share? Do you want to know what Matt really looks like? Ask, and you very well may receive. Matt, do you have any parting wisdom? Uh, Rams suck. I hope they lose. Fuck your team. Fucking dick. <laughs> well, I hope our listeners have a good day. I hope Matt's disappointing football team doesn't choke against another bottom feeder. Bottom feeder. And we'll, we'll see play you the next Bills. week. We play the Bills Monday night, dog. Are we going to get our asses kicked? We'll yeah, see. Of course. <laughs> <Beat the laughs> it is fucking it is. Jets. Couldn't beat the Jets. Ah, fuck off. It's the NFL. All right. Let's Here's get out again. Of here. Podcast out. Uh, Adios. Bye bye. This is real life. Ain't no act in it. All these rap niggas, they be Brad Pitt. Every little thing I do is mad different. Got my little cousin playing back. Gave my little bro a quick 50 piece. He got the whole motherfucking trap hit. And I've been stacking up all these assets. Give me conducting any bad business. Like, whoa, hey, I keep that drip on me. My nigga, I'm big homie. Huh, hey, I can't ever slip homie. My mama might flip on me. Like, whoa, hey, drop top coop in the motherfucking summer. I rest my case. Like, huh, hey, I'ma live life to the fullest with every single breath I take. Like, huh, let me tell you niggas something real quick. Huh, hey, an asshole, you can suck my dick. Get cold every time that you touch my wrist. I'm the greatest nigga. Can't fuck with this. My niggas pull up in them Chevys and Beamers. We all young and rich, you can't check my demeanor. I just bought a Birkin for my Aunt Regina. I've been getting money since I was a senior. But last year I made seven million, didn't have to do a single fucking show. Shout out to my niggas up at Coca-Cola for the check that cut me at the Super Bowl. All my life moments is a Super Bowl. My nigga Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl. Last night I was texting Jack Dorsey, that's the perks you get from being super dope. I be feeling like it's me against the world, but I can give a fuck who my opponent is. Niggas asking why I dropped the YBN, I had no other choices, we ain't owning shit. You know that janky shit, I'm not condoning it. With a couple niggas, I got a bone to pick. I'm on some movement shit, y'all on some moment shit, but I'll be here forever, y'all can go and quit, we had bad bitches in a new Bentley, just read up from that new stimmy, my brother counting them blue Benjis, only feel good with my crew with me, like whoa, they tried to question my character, young rich and black, they hate me in America, we some real niggas, don't fit the criteria, don't like your vibe, not a lot of my area, I entered this game and I came here to change it, speak my beliefs, now they calling me dangerous, taking the throne and I'm gonna maintain it, I gotta go down, it's just one of the so anybody got a problem with me, can't fake, kick it, fuck your politicking, I ain't worried about it, I know God is with me, your peace of mind is worth a dollar fifty. But last year I made seven million, didn't have to do a single fucking show. Shout out to my niggas up at Coca-Cola for the check that cut me at the Super Bowl. All my life moments is a Super Bowl. My nigga Dr. Dre, he got a Super Bowl. Last night I was texting Jack Dorsey, that's the perks you get from being super dope.